for everybody that's tuning in, I know this is different. Uh, we, we are, we're going to have fun with this tonight. We have Ben Shetler that's going to join with us, and we're going to wait a couple minutes and let people jump on with us. Uh, but we want to mix things up tonight. We want to talk about uh, this great opportunity that we have during this time to share the gospel. And I, I hope people are coming on craving, wanting to know more information and more creative ways to reaching people. And I, I love hearing the stories of what people have done. And it's just so cool to see how God has worked. We talked about, you know, Ben, about how different this is and frustrating this can be. Uh, but I just love the opportunity of what God's done through this. And, and I'm, me and you'll be able to get into that in just a minute and talk about some of those things. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll let people jump on here. But I'm, I'm curious, Ben, what have you been doing differently during this time? Um, not traveling. <laughs> not, yeah, that's, I, that's true for you because um, your ministry is usually in churches and schools and all, all that other stuff. Yeah, so so uh, the restaurants are open back up here in Escambia County. And uh, so my wife and I enjoy going, to, going out to eat. And so we went to a restaurant here in Pensacola I highly recommend called The Fish House. And um, actually, The Fish House contributed to our moving back to Pensacola, Florida. That's oh, wow. Um, but we were the last people served, or I guess technically the second to last people served before the shutdown. Like when, when the governor's orders came in, we were at the restaurant. Oh, wow. And so we actually found out there and there was like one other table that was there when we left. And then we were the first people there this morning when they opened back up today. So we bookended our uh, anti-going to restaurant experience. Uh, with the with the same restaurant um, but uh, but yeah I mean it's been it's been a lot the same because I you know my office is at home so when I'm yeah. off the road um, in those in those things but then I haven't been out preaching places for a while and so that's been really different but we've really done some cool different things to kind of adjust just like you're doing you know oh yeah thinking outside yeah. the box yeah it's great so I'm curious when the restaurant when they opened up the right now yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're definitely in a box. Uh, what was it like when you guys went? Was it busy or were people like paranoid to get out? I mean. Yeah, I mean, they have like the masks, which, you know, there's various like scientific research, like the, the Surgeon General says no masks, the CDC says masks. So like people were some, you know, like they're wearing masks. Down here, people just aren't on edge as much as they are up where you're at because yeah. you're, you're, the governor north of you is kind of like, like setting off the whole Midwest region, sadly. Right, uh, right. Michigan. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it's pretty chill. I, I mean, like, that's the thing about America. If you're afraid to go out, then stay home. It's a free country. Right. Um, so, uh, but they, they're, they're only open at 25% occupancy and this particular restaurant has a lot of outdoor seating. It's by the water. So they, they didn't even open up the inside of the restaurant. They just kept the outdoor. So we're all outdoors all spread out. So that's cool. I'm curious how it's going to be here because I'm sure it's going to be some of the same stuff where they cut back the number of people, spread people out, mask, all that other stuff. So yeah. Hopefully, uh, we're getting to that point because uh, here uh, in Ohio, they're still we still have the stay-at-home order uh, for a while. They've started putting businesses back, uh, people working, stuff like that. So that part's coming slowly and stuff. So it, it's been different, and so but it has. See, we would have not normally done this, so that it's opened the door for us to do things like this. Yeah. And so uh, I, I want to. This is Ben Shetler. I don't know how many of you guys know him. 
a lot of people in our church do know Ben Shetler. Uh, he is the co-founder and president of the Center for Life, uh, Our Truth and Love. And uh, he has been such a blessing to our church. Uh, and people might not understand that he, you were in our church a couple of years ago uh, and spoke. You spoke to our teens at camp this past year. And it was really cool because at Fort Bluff, uh, being with our teens, we had a number of our teens that made decisions and were saved in those services and stuff. And so a lot of them come back and tell their parents about being in the service and being with Ben and not knowing who you are. So this is a cool way of introducing you. And probably something that people don't know about you in, in our relationship is the fact that Brianna, uh, Dave's wife, uh, is one of your assistants that does it from home and she works with you and does that. So that's pretty cool. And then, like I was saying a minute ago, we did this, uh, the Truth and Love series on Wednesday night. So we were doing the video. So you were our guest speaker for five weeks in a row. And then we would break and do the discussions and stuff. And so that was a lot of fun. And we did all that stuff. So, um, but it, with your ministry, you guys do a lot of traveling and speaking and videos and the curious conversations and uh, just uh, unapologetics and, and, and cultural engagement. Uh, which is one of the things that we just uh, love about you is the fact that you give us so many insights and, and training to know how to relate to people and especially bringing uh, truth to topics that a lot of people won't touch, gender identity, uh, marriage, sexuality, all those kind of things. Uh, those, so, you know, dealing with those topics, you're just, you're just trying to be popular. Cause oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. But, you know, it's true because people, they want that truth. And, you know, in the whole series that we did with you about speaking the truth in love and the fact that people want to talk about these things, they just want us to be able to come to them without, you know, come to them without being mad about it, you know, and, and, and just caring about people. But truth is what helps them. People will be set true, uh, free with truth. And so I love the series that we did. So here's the thing. We have one lesson left. We, we, we were stopped. And so... I even ran into people since we've been in quarantine and people have said, uh, you know, have asked me, said, are we going to finish? And I said, guarantee we're going to finish. So we have that one lesson left. But so tonight we're kind of wanting to just get in this conversation uh, about the same thing. It's, it's the, the, uh, the, we're calling this a gospel uh, opportunity in talking about how God has opened the doors for us to do things that we don't normally. And it's so different too. And God has set the stage for us to share the truth. So uh, with this, why do you think this is such an important moment for the gospel? Yeah, that's a great question. If you don't mind, I'd love to, I'd love to comment about the resource. So if, if you're there, the, the sixth lesson uh, is very much a standalone. It's very practical. And so I feel like it builds up to that point. And uh, so definitely don't go, I got, you know, the five, uh, five six of this. Yeah. Like, it kinda, like each lesson builds on each other. So definitely grab that. And, and I do want to comment about the fact that, you know, the popularity is really interesting because we filmed that whole resource in New York City, apart from the, the extra interviews, obviously. We did yeah. But um, New York City, like craziest stuff happens all the time there. So like people just kind of go and they just ignore like what what a New Yorker will ignore on the street is always interesting. Yeah. And it was amazing to me as we would be shooting because, you know, people just walk by. They don't. Pay oh, yeah. yeah. But if you say the word Jesus Bible or what the Bible says immediately, people are huh. like, oh, what was that? What, yeah. Like, controversy. 
it was it was amazing it's amazing where our culture is at um, yeah you know with those things like oh wow you can you can i mean you can run around um you know i mean literally in your underwear around new york and people don't pay attention right yeah but if you say jesus yeah or you say the bible says i mean like it it's amazing um but yeah that's a great great question and and definitely jump in for that last even if you haven't heard all the way up it's worth coming to just check out that last oh yeah and we'll we'll do a big review too because i know there's been a gap and stuff so we'll make it cool but i hope people do jump in on that i can't wait to finish yeah but you were asking like why this is an important moment yeah and um i was actually talking with another pastor about this um, named josh tice he's out in las vegas and he he really emphasized the fact that there's a built-in narrative that deals with life and death that the whole world is globally experiencing together. So, you know, if, if you see a good basketball game, you know, like, you know, the next day you're at work and everyone's talking about this amazing game, right. Built in narrative. It's like, Oh, did you catch the game last night? Or maybe a popular television show that you hold in common. Well, we have a, a narrative that transcends even American culture everywhere you go people are talking about COVID-19 oh yeah and not only COVID-19 but it's it's a life and death issue um or or you know and and in some regards to what level of life and death as as the as the science continues to come out we're finding that it was not thankfully praise the lord this is great news that it was not as bad as we had originally forecasted but but the whole narrative is based on life and death and so as people are thinking about life and death, our culture constantly pushes people away from thinking about that. Right. The devil does not want us to think about eternity. And right now people are thinking about life and death issues. And that is, that is part of the gospel. The gospel is truth for this life and the world that God made. But it also equips us to overcome the brokenness through Jesus and prepares us for eternity. So right now, this is maybe one of the greatest moments in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. It, it is a powerful moment because people are already talking about it. So it creates an, an incredible segue to go, let's talk about, you know, what about eternity? Are, are you prepared? Um, are you concerned about life and death? And uh, so it's an incredibly powerful moment for the gospel. It, it has. The whole thing has stirred up people's thinking uh, that don't even go to church because of the fact is they're experiencing something that's so out of the norm. And a lot of them, we have had so many people tune in and ask us questions and ask us how to get online and stuff like that. So it's the same thing. It reminds me, you know, when America went through 9-11 and it just, it just shook everybody up to say, wow, you know, we're not as safe as we thought and something that we never thought would happen has happened. And, and it does make people uh, question, you know, their security brings in fear. It makes them look up. And like you were saying, it, it opens the door for an opportunity for Christians. And so I think that's why this is so, uh, so important. So and the question is, you know, as we're talking about this, it, it's looking for the opportunities, you know, because in some ways it's really complicated right now because we're not standing next to people at work where we're, I mean, we're actually told the opposite, stay away from people, which is weird for us as Christians, because the whole thing is we're trying to go to people, we're trying to engage in them. And now we're, it's like the, the opposites, it's social distancing. So where do the opportunities exist for us to do this? I mean, how do we, how do we get creative with this? 
Yeah, well, and um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about a resource that the Center for Truth and Love created that can yeah. really equip you. So please, if you're watching this, stick around to the end. Um, definitely uh, hang on for that because that's a resource that can help you even in a digital time. But you do have to see, so there's a downside. I can't sit down with my neighbor, but there's an right. upside right now, which is people tend to have a little bit more time than they did no. before. They're a little less busy. And then, there are, as I mentioned before, they're already thinking about eternal things. So, so we have to understand to, to take advantage of that opportunity and you know you pick up a phone maybe or get on a zoom chat or or try to directly connect with somebody digitally there's there's still those opportunities and people may have a little more time to do that now so i think that's an opportunity you know and i think too uh you know that god has put us here for such a time as this you know i've said that a number of times but you think about uh if this would have happened five ten years ago we would not be where we're at with zoom and uh, Facebook Live, you know, a lot of the tools that God has like set us up to have right now, like even the conversation that we're having, you know, of being a thousand miles away from each other and still being able to have you as a guest on Wednesday night and speak. So I do think, you know, all things work together for good. And we, we need to thank God for the, the tools and the resources that we have through all this. And it's really cool. You know, in our services, we've had a number of people. We do it where we give the plan of salvation and we ask if you've made a decision. In almost every service, we've had people respond to that. And I just think it's really cool, just the opportunities that God's given us through this. It's really neat. And uh, it's it, honestly, and I think this is where everybody's coming. Uh, evangelism, some, for some people, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? Just opening up that conversation. How do you open up that conversation? Uh, why is evangelism one of the, the hardest things to do for Christians? You know, why is that? What, what, from your perspective of working with people and stuff? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Like, why is, why is evangelism hard? It's interesting in Romans 1, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Right. As you're reading that, I, you know, at least when I read it in the 21st century for the first time, to, to me it was very obvious it's like well of course you're not ashamed it's the good news yeah and uh in culturally speaking in the united states in the past it's like people aren't ashamed of the gospel because we see the gospel as hope but paul was not saying it because it was obvious um it's a little bit of a counterintuitive idea like i'm not ashamed of the gospel but culturally people attempt to shame me because i believe the gospel yeah and so i would say you know as our culture shifts it's not as popular to believe the entire truth of the gospel. What's popular to believe is that God loves you, but what's not popular to believe is that we're not deserving of that love. Yeah. And I think if you say to most Gen Zers or, or maybe even millennials, you say, hey, God loves you. And, and you know, years ago, you'd, you'd have to go, well, well, actually, the reason why I wouldn't is because we've fallen short of his glory. Yeah. And we are we are not deserving of that love. So why is evangelism the hardest thing for us? Well, one, I would say uh, because people don't want to hear the truth, the hard truth, that they're not worthy of the love of God. I think that that is true. I think, too, um, the gospel divides. Um, now, we don't want to be divisive in the way that we present the gospel. There's a way that you can be unkind. But at the end of the day, people have to make a, a, um, a binary choice. It's one of two things. Either they will accept Jesus, who he is, or they will reject him. 
And oftentimes people, you know, it's possible that people will reject the messenger as well. Yeah. And that's kind of scary. And then also, I think another reason is because people have gone before us and they've done a poor job. Yeah. Um, they've been unkind. So it's like, yeah, oh, here comes good. another one. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I, I'm not what you've seen before. And um, I, I wrote a few things down when I was thinking about this. Um, I, think, I think it requires a bunch of things, too. Um, it requires so much of us. It requires compassion. We've got to actually care about people. And oftentimes, we naturally just care about our own selves. Exactly. <laughs> uh, in fact, when you look at, at COVID-19, it's such a great example of so many things. But when you look at the people that want to stay shut down, most of them have a an income that is not contingent on us getting back to work. Yeah. And the people that want to open have an income that is contingent on us getting back to work. Yeah. yeah. You can say, well, both people are operating from selfish motivations. And, um, and, and the reality is some of that is true is you kind of grab onto the narrative that best supports your livelihood or your future. And that's, that's human nature. We naturally care for ourselves. And the challenge of the gospel is to say to put yourself behind and go, I'm going to care for others. So you have to have compassion. It takes effort. It takes knowledge. Like you have to go and research some things. You have to know what to say to people. You, you have to learn some things. And I think we've been lazy as Christians and we've not been compassionate enough about people to learn what we need to know. Now, it's not as much as I, I think sometimes we'll feel overwhelming, like, oh, I have to learn some things. It doesn't mean you have to know everything about the right. Bible. And I think the devil likes to deceive us sometimes. Well, you have to know everything. But no, but there are, you have to know some things. You have to know the message of the gospel. Um, and you have to be ultimately willing to sit across from someone and share the truth with them and do so lovingly and be okay with the fact that they didn't like hearing that. Right. And I think that's really hard for some people. It's like, and, and the thing is, is if you really care about someone's soul, you are, are going to make that effort. You're going to be persistent. You're going to learn what you need to do. All of that is, is just so key uh, in doing that. But, but there are many challenges. And I'd say probably the biggest one is the evil one does not want us giving the gospel. Oh, yeah. He does not want people to have the hope of the gospel. And I think that may be significant. So there's a lot of, I, I think we need to be aware. There's a lot of things against us when it comes to this message. I, you know, I, we went through the series, the, the truth and love thing. And we were, like you said, we were almost at the end and the best part of wrapping it all up and we, we got into a lot of these subjects with this. And you think about our social media generation or the world that we live in, Facebook, Instagram. What, the thing that everybody strives to get when they post something is they want to get likes. You know, they, they want somebody to post on their great picture or whatever. And I think that's in our human nature to be liked, to be accepted, to, to be followed, you know, all these other things. And so in a lot of ways, the gospel is the opposite of that. I mean, it's not in the opposite of the fact that it's, you know, not, not for people and things, but I'm saying to give it with the understanding that you could be rejected goes against our human nature. Absolutely. You know, and, and so, uh, and you talked about the people in the Bible and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And a lot of them died for making that statement, you know, because they were rejected. And uh, part of the teaching that when you were going through the truth and love series, 
was it explaining they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the truth. You know, I mean, that's what it is. We're the deliverers of the truth, and, and we, we have to leave it up to God and do our part. And, and sometimes we, we forget that we're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. But when we live for our flesh, then it's a natural thing to want to be accepted. So we pull back on the truth. In reality, when we pull back on the truth, the people that we're hurting most is those that would die without Christ because we weren't bold enough to help them. You know, and so it's really convicting when you think about it from that perspective, how selfish we can be. And so I, I think for us, it's, it's a matter of we, we know our flesh, we know our insecurities, we know the things that we battle. But it's trying to figure out some ways that we can overcome these challenges uh, through giving the gospel. It's like, what can we do as Christians or believers to kind of counteract some of these things that we've talked about? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of things, obviously, but there would be probably two things that I would say um, that would really help. And I would say the need and the knowledge. And let me repeat those. If you're, if you're watching this and taking notes, even if you're not, stick those away. So need and knowledge. And when you see the need of an individual, it will change your behavior. Yeah. And I think sometimes we say, oh, yeah, I see the need. I care about my friends, my family, my neighbors. I really want them to go to heaven. But I, I think sometimes we don't see the level of need. So we got to see the need. And then the knowledge, we have to know how to speak. But let me stop with the need uh, and give an example, at least. So a little while ago, uh, I, always, I always forget when I tell this story. If I, I cannot remember if I was riding my bike or driving. Well, let's say I was driving. I can't remember. But I came across this road, Hyde Park, and turned on the bayous, the name of the road. So I take a right. And as soon as I do, I'm driving down a little ways. And there is a lady laying on the ground, like on the shoulder of the road in the grass, just flailing around with the car kind of pulled up. And it looked like she had been hit by a car. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, no. Like I was, and then kind of like a line of cars pulled up. So I immediately, I pull over and I come out and I check on the situation because there's this lady there in need. Now, I am not a first responder. I'm not an EMT. I'm not that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I am about the last person you would want in a medical situation. I, like, I don't do good with blood and guts. I don't like any of that. But I responded, and you say, but Ben, you weren't equipped. Or you, what? Because I knew I was going to do whatever I could to help this lady out because it was very clear that there was a physical need that needed to be Right, that's good. And when I got there, there was other people. They had called 911 already. So I was like, oh, this is taken care of. I got in my car, and I went on. But even though I could tell there was people helping, I still wanted to be sure. And I would dare say that almost every single person watching this would have done the same thing I would have done. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, here's something in need. How, what can I do? Yeah. Well, what we have to realize is that the spiritual need is even greater than the physical. And so when we look at people, we have to go, this person is going to spend somewhere forever. Oh, yeah. And I do not want them to spend a godless eternity when when they can have the hope of the gospel if I'm willing to be faithful to give it. And so we've got to see the need. I'll never forget in my youth group, we did an evangelistic event where we had all our teenagers invite, invite kids. This was years ago. And I remember this girl, Haley, came after the Sunday after this event. And she said, Pastor Ben, it was the first time in my life that everywhere I go, I started looking at our community and I realized that if people didn't have Jesus, they die and go to hell. And I don't want that to happen. Wow. 
And I thought, here's an eighth grade girl that sees the need. Yeah. And, and it wasn't true that, like, Haley knew the gospel, so she knew that. But there's a difference between, you know, knowing the need and really seeing it. And I think that that is key. We really have to go. There is eternity at stake. And then the second thing I said, and, and just really fast as a knowledge, when we have the knowledge, we kind of have more of a confidence to approach yeah. And every person needs to know what the gospel is. And this resource that we are sharing tonight, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but it really clearly walks someone through the gospel. And I would challenge you to go and watch that yourself a little bit and take some notes. It's going, oh, that's, that's how I can explain this. Yeah. And you need to be equipped to know what to say. Now, you're, once again, you're not going to know everything. But you need to know some things. You need to know some Bible verses that you can point people to. You need to know the story of the gospel, which is which begins with the sin of Adam, which begins with our sin and the love of God in spite of our sin, the death of Jesus on the cross, his resurrection pain for that. You need to know some of these things that, that you can articulate that. So once you see the need, you need to get the knowledge, and then it's just a matter of taking action based on what you know and on what you see. That's good. You know, you're talking about like the spiritual warfare, you know, of the people's minds and hearts being blinded by Satan. And, you know, we've got to keep in mind, too, that the, the spiritual warfare that we face, if we're fearful to give out the gospel, we have to keep in mind that God didn't give us that fear. So where did it come from? You know, that, that fear of being rejected or the fear that I won't know what to say. And we, we, you know, in that same story that you were saying just a minute ago about getting out of your car and running over there. You know, it's, it's just a matter of you, you have that urgency in your heart to say, I'm no, I'm no doctor, but I'm going to do whatever I can. And that should be the mindset of Christians. And that's such a cool visual to sit there and say, you know, I'm, I, you know we, we talked about this when we were going through your class. Everybody has their story, you know, of, you know, of the gospel of what God's done for them. And, you know, in, in some of the simple basic truths like you're talking about going through with, with these challenges, it, to, to learn these things. If you don't know them, challenge yourself to know them because it's so important. And in the past, I've heard you talk about like starting points uh, when it comes to gospel engagements with people and stuff like that. How do we start uh, in the right place with people that we're talking to? How, how, what, what's a setup for that? Yeah. So where, okay. So I want to have a conversation. Where do I begin? Right. And um, I would tell you, you have got to hear lesson six. Yes. Lesson six walks you through this in such a powerful way. And if you, if you haven't even gone to the other ones, jump in on lesson six. Yeah, it actually walks you through the process. Yeah. I think it's like eight points with sub points. That's what the whole, it's very, like most of the resources conversational oriented. This is a little more teaching oriented. So lesson six is really powerful. But let me give you a few things tonight uh, that could help you. Like, where do we begin? And and I think, I think there's a lot of ways you could take this question. But what I, I want faithful Christians to understand is a lot of times we assume things that our audience isn't there. So 20 or 30 years ago, if you said Jesus loves you, people know who Jesus is. If you said the Bible says, people consider the Bible an authoritative source. They consider it a book from God. Our culture has really shifted away from that. Oh, yeah. So there is is always power in Scripture, whether people think the Bible is reliable or not. Right. Scripture still has power. Yeah, it has authority. But there is a... 
a value in spending a little time with establishing the fact that the Bible is a reliable book. It's not on the level of a comic book. Right. Um, there's a value in even like some people do question the existence of God. And so there's some value in giving some what we call apologetics or defenses of the faith. So there's some value in that. And so what you need to do is really assess where a person's at. And one of the most powerful ways you can do that is asking questions. And one of the most powerful questions is how do you define right and wrong? Hmm. Because that really opens up the door to understanding where they're at. Well, how do you define right and wrong? Well, you know, I just follow my heart or I try to look at what people say and then, and then follow my heart, which is what most people say. And then, and then hopefully they'll reciprocate. Well, how do you find it? Well, I, you know, I, I believe that there's a God and he created right and wrong. So what he says is valuable. And so I look in the Bible. And so starting points are really key. If you jump onto, hey, I need to trust Jesus um, to take away my sin. Well, have you clearly defined sin? Yeah. Um, have you really established the Bible as an authority, even without apologetics necessarily or evidences for the Bible? You still need to say that the Bible is authoritative. And so what I would say is we need to maybe in our evangelism back up a little bit and provide some things. Now, there may be the person you're talking to may have grown up in church and find the Bible credible. Well, right. then, then that's a different starting point. But it's good for us to think about that and to think that the average person, you may jump to a lot of things that they may not have yet to be established. So that's what I mean by starting points. And I think that that's a good thing to think through is, am, am I jumping too far ahead in the right. conversation? I, I think we all do that because we're so church-minded. You know, we go and... We're, we're around it so much. We sing the songs. We talk about it. We go to Wednesday night Bible studies, all this other stuff. So when you start saying, hey, are you lost? They're like, no, I know exactly where I'm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you throw out terminology all the time. And with the, the typical person that doesn't go to church, being lost means something totally different than them or that they, they need to be saved or do you know Jesus and things like that. So that's really good. And, uh, you know, I, I, as we go through this, it reminds me. Uh, my mind's going flashbacks to the series that we did with that because a lot of these things we addressed and we talked about it. It was so rich and things. So I can't wait. I, we're going to, hopefully our goal is to offer that again, you know, after we finish oh, it, we're cool. trying to go through it again and offer it to different groups and stuff, because I think this is so important. And uh, I, I know we're kind of building up to this and this is so important about giving people resources and things to kind of do this because we, our goal tonight was to open up this conversation, kind of the prod people, make them think, create that burden. We can be so apathetic that we're going through, through life. You know, and I challenge people too, you know, is, is there on Facebook, we can be venting about stay at home orders and quarantine and you know, who's right and who's wrong. And yet we've got this platform and a voice and we're not doing, we're not giving out truth. You know, we're not with these people that are hungry and they're looking for, is there a God and is this the end times and all this other stuff? They're thinking like that. And this is our opportunity to give truth. So we've got to be consciously aware. So what are things that you guys are working on, the Center for Truth uh, in, in Love? What are, what are you guys working on right now to, to equip people? Because I know you guys are, are always putting tools and resources in people's hands for this. But during this time, what do you guys have to offer to say, here's a tool, let me hook you up and, and educate people? Well, I, I appreciate you recognizing that. We really do work hard. And so um, 
Uh, let me uh, show you. I'm going to share my screen if that's okay. Yeah, that's great. I'd like to show some people some things, but like even today, I'm really excited about the next resource that we're working on. So it's going to be a little like the truth and love format, but we I, like the concept and I really shouldn't say anything about this because we're so oh, early, You already but, teased us now. But Well, yeah, no, no, but <laughs> I'm actually working on a short film. Oh, that's awesome. That's going to introduce, like, like it's going to be in, like, six parts. So, it's like, kind of like a mini-series. Yeah. But the film will probably be about 35 to 45 minutes long. But then each session will start with, you know, seven or eight minutes of this story. Oh, my goodness. And the story, I'm just really excited about. Yeah, that's so awesome. I've, I finished part two today. So, I'm just, I'm really pumped about that. But we're always working on things. And so, I want to show you a couple things. But please, there is one resource that you can use right now. You could actually use it tonight cool. if you wanted to. And and it, it's digital, so it's something that you could share to give the gospel. And you don't have to, like, all you have to do is have a smartphone or an email or even a Facebook account or a computer. And, you like, if you're watching this right now, you have the capacity. So it's really exciting. Let me share my screen. Um, give me just a second. I'm going to pull this up because I am – I am actually very excited about um, about this. So, um, oh no, I lost the thing. There we go. Oh. I am not the best at technology. So here we go. Let's share the screen. The host has disabled screen sharing. Um, if uh, if you guys uh -oh. could enable that from from your end, that yeah, would be awesome. we're fixing and if it. it doesn't work, I can just describe it. But sometimes it's easier to see it. I'll try. I'll wait a second here. Um, so. Oh, here we go. Awesome. They have enabled it. Thank you. Thanks, it. All Thank right. You, Pastor cool. Chris. Yeah, th yeah, thanks, Chris. And he's done a great job uh, with this. Okay, so um, if you're looking at this, this is our homepage, the Center for Truth and Love. Uh, here is a, a really fun resource right here. It's called Answers to Culture's Biggest Questions. It's on our YouTube page. Our YouTube page is just YouTube, the Center for Truth and Love. Um, so you can go there. This is a phenomenal resource, answers the culture's biggest questions. And uh, I know it keeps going away because it's on a slider, but I'm really excited. That could be really powerful yeah. uh, for you to go and watch. It has a cold case attack. I won't even get into that, but that's that's on our YouTube. Really powerful resource. Okay. So um, we also have this thing called the Curious Conversation. These are, I don't know if you've ever seen something like PragerU, but these are just short videos that actually um, – in about two minutes, give an answer to a skeptical objection. And if you click on this watch tab here, um, there's actually, we put them in categories. Hmm, so really there are only about four, four to five to six really big categories of questions that skeptics are asking. Why do bad things happen to good people? Is the Bible reliable? I talked about that a lot, but did Jesus rise from the dead? Does God exist? And so if like you hover over, does God exist? We have, you know, six, eight videos here. And these wow. are all, none of these are more than two minutes. That's so you great. can go and check these out. So all of this and all this is free. So that's really exciting too. All right. So here's what I really want to talk, talk to you about. I'm really excited. About. So if you go to resource and you click on a gospel opportunity resource, what we created, and actually I'm going to even show you this. Um, uh, because I care about you.
becauseicareaboutyou.org. Don't leave, you're gonna love this. Okay, so this is a website that we created. And remember, I don't know if you still use this. I used to use things like paper tracks, like you'd hand those out to somebody yeah. and have the plan of salvation. So this is a digital version of a paper track. Oh, wow. And rather than just words, this is a well-produced video that you could actually share with a friend or family member. And we hosted at becauseicareaboutyou.org because if you shared like this video on like, like, um, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and Instagram doesn't even have the capacity to share something like this. But if you share these videos, you know, people go and they watch them for like a minute or two and then they scroll to the next thing. Right. So what we did was we put the video on a website so it had their attention for the full time. The other cool thing is, is when you share it, if you notice right up here, it says, because I care about you, that actually comes up in the bubble on a text. So if you send a text, it'll just say, hey, because I care about you. That's so it's cool. something that's really powerful and helpful. Hey, I care about you. With all that's going on in COVID-19, I want you to know this. Wow. And so it's really, really powerful. And you can go and watch the video. But uh, here's here. So we're back on the website here, um, a gospel opportunity. And it talks about here's the website. But there's really this kind of explains how to use the resources video right here. But if you go down, there's four steps, watch and pray, share, report and follow up. And so what I want to challenge you to do, Pastor um, Tony is actually going to be sending an email out to you with these four steps on them. But I'll go over them very briefly. Go and watch the video, the resource. And as you watch it, pray and say, God, who would you like me to share this with? And, be, and here's the key with this is you want to be intentional, not impersonal. Mm. So impersonal is like, oh, I just went to Facebook and I shared it with all my friends. Right. Well, my people aren't going to tend to watch that. But if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to send a text message to one or two or three or four people that really care about it. You can be really intentional. People are far more likely to watch something that you're intentional. So watch the video and then pray, God, put someone on my heart. Then number two is share that with them. If you don't know, Ben, I don't know what I would even say when I shared it. There's a text right here. You just copy and paste. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're not sure, and that'll come in the email, Pastor Tony, I'll send you. Then once you share it, report back to Pastor Tony or to someone on the staff and say, hey, and, and they may have someone designated for this because Pastor Tony's got a lot on his plate, but they'll have someone designated on staff that you can report to to help keep yourself accountable and so that they can pray. And uh, I always like to say this, pastors will know who sends, who sends us out and who doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should have a little accountability to say, look, right. um, I'm doing this. And if you, you're saying, well, I didn't share it, you should be accountable to someone, to your pastors for getting the gospel out. And then lastly, follow up. And you say, okay, now here's what's great mm. about this whole resource. If you say, Ben, I see the need, but I don't know that right now I have the knowledge to have a good conversation with someone. Well, that's okay. That's what this video is all about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that you can share that will give the gospel on your behalf. Awesome. Let me say a second thing. It's also not okay because every Christian should be prepared to speak the truth in love. Yeah. So yeah, recognizing, hey, I'm not really fully equipped to have that conversation. That's okay. But then we also need to say, well, if I really care about people, I need to get equipped to have that conversation. So this is a great thing to, to do. If you text the word right here, if you see in our follow-up, I care to the number 55444, we will send you a 45-minute resource that will equip you mm. to speak the truth and love and to have a gospel conversation. 
all of the information on this is different from our truth and love resource. So those of you that like the truth and love resource, a whole new set of information. This will be very helpful to you in developing the gospel conversation. That's it's awesome. got different steps. It expands some of those ideas. It, it's really good. So all of this, so these four steps, all of these are right here, the center for truth and love.org. And then if you click on the resource tab, you can get that there. Or if you go to the homepage, you can find our curious conversations there. All of those things are free resources that wow. we are going to equip people with. And I really want to challenge you. So I went, we've gone a little long tonight. I know, I know. But here's what I want to say. Right now, there are people sitting in the Columbus, Ohio area that do not know Jesus. Right. And maybe they will be introduced to Jesus because you shared a video with them. And I really want to challenge you to take some time to watch that video and then pray about who God would have you send that out and really be a light to a dark world. And the thing is, too, there's so many people that have friends and relatives or family or whatever that is out of state or whatever that doing the digital resources like this kind of breaks down that distance barrier as well. So this is, this is so cool and creative. So is this new? Is this something that you guys have just put out? Yeah, we, uh, as soon as COVID happened, so all of my stuff was canceled. And so I was just like, all right, we've got to think through this. And it actually uses COVID as a springboard. But I think even two to three years from now, that will still be relevant. Because people remember a time where they were thinking, oh, yeah, I'm concerned about my eternity. And so it's a video that you can really probably share for the next six months to a year. So even if you come across someone, and you're right, it, it has a power that can cross state lines from someone far away. But it also has a power that allows people to absorb something at a time that is convenient for them right so if if you send it to them and and it's far less confrontational to me sitting down saying hey there's something i want to share with you hey there's something someone else does but then i want to follow up with you on that so there's a lot of advantages to sharing the gospel this way and i think it's really powerful and i like how you said too and this is so important to be intentional with it because you and I both know what it's like to get just something bulk that somebody put share all to everybody. But if something comes in and says, Hey, Tony, you know, I wanted you to see this, that grabs my attention 10 times over than just something bulk shared. So I I think if we take this and the people that God puts on our hearts, man, it'd be cool to to come out of COVID-19 knowing that we reached a bunch of people that God used this resource in this season of life, you know, to get their attention and open their eyes. So this is awesome. So. Well, I appreciate you saying that we've worked hard on it. I I do want to give one admonition and edification to anyone watching. If you're a Christian, you need to be sharing the gospel. I'm not offended if you don't use our resource. Right. Right. But you are not, you you cannot be right with the holy God if you're not giving the truth of the gospel. So true. And so you don't have to use our resource. So I think you should. I think it's, it's, it's an easy way. It's an effective way. It's been thought through. I think you should, but you've got to be giving the gospel to someone. And if you've watched this far and you don't have anyone in mind, you need to start praying. And then when all of this social distancing is over, it's time to start building relationships with oh, yeah. people because this, this is something we have neglected and we can't neglect. 
Right. Um, and, and so I really want, I, you know, I don't want to be unkind with that. But we need, do need to think we have got to be giving the gospel. And so if not this way, you need to find a way uh, that you're doing that. Well, and two, this eliminates that excuse of saying, well, I just don't know what to do, or I don't, I don't know how to approach somebody. That's, that's the whole reason we did this tonight, you know, was partnering with you guys and your ministry, and God has given you guys the talents and ability and resources to produce this and stuff. And I, I want to say this too, Ben, as we're doing, I know that you guys um, are not traveling, you're not speaking. I'm sure that has affected you guys and your ministry a lot. And uh, this is a great opportunity as you guys are still going forward with resources and truth and helping people uh, for, for God's people to respond to people in ministries like yours to support you. And, and I know they're, uh, we're not ignoring the fact that some people are without work and, you know, and things like that. It's not better that, but in the blessings of some people that are working to be able to support your ministry, if people wanted to give uh, to, to the center of truth and love, uh, can they do that on the website? Yeah, they can. I, I, I probably, I, I guess I'm not a good television. Um, but yes, of course, there yeah. are some, oh, am I cutting out? You did just a minute ago, but I, I think we're good now. Okay, sorry. Yes, on the website, there is a place where you can give. So in the top, there's a place that says give. And we would appreciate that so much. And what that you say, well, what does my giving do? One, if you're out of work, and you don't have an income, and you're worried about paying your mortgage or your bill, please don't give at yeah, this time. Right. Just share the resources. And right. maybe down the road, God will open a door where you can give. But right. this is like, seriously, please do not give right now. But if you are in a place, we do, we do have a lot of needs because everything was canceled. Right. If you are in a place where you can give, please do give right now we would really appreciate that and what that will go to do is creating more of these resources like this short film that we're going to create one of the things is as i'm writing it i'm trying to make sure that we stay within a, a capable budget of producing it but <laughs> creating films are expensive right but at the same time i think that's very relevant to where we're at and so right. i'm very excited about that but there will be some needs and there are some right now so so we would really appreciate that absolutely and especially uh, during this time that you are still, you're not backing out in fear saying we just need to shut down. You guys are stepping forward saying, hey, what can we do to help people during this time? And, and you're blessing us. And I pray that people step behind you guys in your ministry and, and back you guys up as you do this too. So man, I can't, I can't thank you enough for spending your evening with us tonight. And this is awesome. Uh, I want to say to our church people and everything, get ready to get this information and use this resource and we just want to be a blessing to people and give hope because a lot of people are looking for answers this is our chance to give answers and so Ben if you don't mind can I pray for you guys and your ministry as we close out tonight well I just also want to say thanks to the fellowship family for taking time to watch this and uh, we we just love Pastor Tony and Pastor Dave Pastor Chris um, I, I don't know that I've even personally got to meet your youth pastor yet. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, you just have such a great team there. All, all the people work. So just so grateful to you guys. And of course, um, my, my, our, our executive assistant for our, our ministry is, is your sister in love, Rihanna. We're so right. Grateful. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so, we so love, thank you. Yeah. We yeah. Sure we love the partnership there. with you guys and your brother Drew has helped us so much and you know and I know he's a big part of your ministry and producing things and stuff like that so we we appreciate you guys and all that you do and your wife and so we'll 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 pray close things out and just thank God for the evening that we had
God, I thank you so much, Lord, for this ministry. And Lord, I just know that you are uh, giving us the resources that you are going to use, Lord, in the power of God, the power of the gospel, Lord, to send out truth. And Lord, we know, Lord, the promises of the word of God, that the truth will set people free. Lord, but they have to receive it. They have to be uh, able to get it. And Lord, you've, you've called us as believers and Christians, Lord, to be the ambassadors, to, to, to rise up as your church, as your people, and, and to give it. I pray that you just convict our hearts tonight as we listen to this, put people on our hearts and minds to share this truth with them, be the blessing to them. Thank you, Lord, for Ben. Thank you, Lord, for his ministry and all that you're doing through him. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Tony. Thanks, man.